Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to the Clear Money Program. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. If you're interested in joining our cooperative or learning more about our Clear Money Program, please visit our website, denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop. Today we're interviewing Chad Gentry, the Executive Director of Community Credit Counseling Services. They're a local nonprofit that provides the community with credit expertise. After we complete the first part of the interview, we will open up the switchboard for questions from our audience. So, hello, Chad. Hello, Helen. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, definitely. Thanks for being on our first radio show ever. <laughs> it's quite an adventure. Uh, can you share with us a little bit why credit's important to you? Sure. I think, you know, our organization is a nonprofit. The goal is really to provide adult education around financial issues. So one of our uh, goals for the year every year is to really make the community stronger through financial education. Uh, when we do that and we, we visit with the family, we talk to them uh, from a holistic standpoint about their finances, looking at the whole picture instead of just pieces. Um, however, one of those pieces that's very important uh, is the person's personal credit, their credit score. Excellent. So I like what you were saying about how you really sit down with someone and figure out what their big picture is, and then part of that big picture really is their credit. It's not the whole picture. So when you say credit, what exactly do you mean? Well, I think people misinterpret it sometimes. Uh, there's really three different ways to talk about your credit. Uh, when people say that, a lot of times they mean their credit cards. Um, sometimes they're talking about their credit score uh, with the three credit bureaus. And then sometimes they're talking just about their available debt that's out there. People consider that credit. Um, I think the focus today will really be on the credit score and how that credit score can impact people's lives. Interesting. Okay, so there's definitely a difference between credit and credit score. Credit score is just really a number. It's not uh, the credit itself is bigger than that. Right. So I think that people really get hooked up on the different ideas that um, how much credit do I have could be kind of a complex uh, question when really what we're trying to focus on today is what what credit score do you have? How do lenders view you and uh, and your ability to repay your debts? Oh, okay. Well, a lot of people tell me, well, I don't need credit. I don't want debt. My grandmother never had to use a loan, and she never got in trouble, and she's just fine. I'm not going to do it. It's not a good idea. Do you – is that a good I- – are they right, I guess? Is that a good idea? Well, I think years ago you could uh, really operate in the United States uh, on a cash basis, stay under the radar, so to speak, and uh, and function very highly. Um, the challenge today is we tell people, you know, if you have a high credit score, you can get better loans. By getting better loans, you'll save interest, uh, which is true. But the credit score now is affecting your ability to get a job. It's affecting your ability to rent an apartment. Uh, it changes your auto insurance premium. And we have even see it uh, affecting people's security clearance with the military or if they have a government-based job, sometimes a raise in their job. Oh, so it's way beyond loans, really. Yeah, I think that it's impacting us in every walk of life, um, and in the least part is getting a loan or getting a mortgage these days. So people are getting turned down, even trying to turn on their utilities, 
because maybe their credit score is too low. Oh, that would be quite a problem. I do have a question from someone who's from the chat room related to this, and they asked, is the saying no credit is bad credit correct? Well, I think it is. There's there's two ways to look at it. We call it young credit. Um, somebody can be 60 years old and have not used credit in their lives and have very young credit. Um, and, the, and the cliche is no credit is bad credit. The real reason for the credit bureau and the credit score to exist is so that lenders can rate your ability to pay uh, and really assess any risk around your ability to pay your obligations in the future. So if you have no history, it would be impossible for a landlord to attempt to prove that you're going to pay your rent because you have no history on your credit. So I think it is true that if you have no credit, most lenders view that as bad credit. Oh, then it's good to figure out what to do to get that great credit score. So what's your advice on how to get that magic score? Can I get a perfect 850? Is that even possible? Yeah, I think that uh, in today's climate, uh, people who carry an 850 to an 880 credit score is very limited. Uh, That's the very top of the scale. And the credit uh, FICO score traditionally runs from about 300 to 880. Um, there are techniques that you can go through and things that you can do in just managing your personal finances that will maximize your score. Um, we like to see a score in most lenders starting uh, above a 620. A credit tends to be in the high 600s, maybe a low 700. Uh, and then A-plus credit, you know, if you're above a 770, 780, you're really A-plus credit in the nation. Oh, and have you seen a drop in credit scores at all, or they've kind of stayed the same through the economy drafting? Uh, I think on average there has been a drop. Uh, one of the major things to improve your credit score is paying your payments on time. Over time, it tends to be about 35% of your score in the calculation. And in a bad economy, if people are slow paying their creditors, you're going to see a reduction in the credit score. And I've also, in related to that, I've heard that a lot of people got their credit uh, card limits cut and that negatively impacted their score. Is that true? It is true. Uh, We saw a big move with American Express this year to take some of their credit off the market. So people with A-plus credit scores, say they had a limit of $20,000, that limit might have been moved down to $5,000 with no issues, uh, simply because American Express was taking their credit off the market. Um, So the way that impacts your credit score is one of the calculations in your score is basically based on how much you owe on each credit card per your limit. So if your limit's 5000 and you're maxed out at 4900 um, it's going to impact your score almost as bad as being late on that credit card. Wow, so if you're maxed out or near maxed out, you're actually hurting your score almost as much as not paying it on time? That's right, and people miss that, I think. If they have five credit cards all maxed out, they might see a 40 or 50-point drop in their score um, you know, and they're worried about making one late payment. In reality, they need to change their balances and reduce their balance outstanding to each of those creditors. Okay. I have another related question from the chat area, and they asked, is closing a credit card you don't use and owe no money on a good idea? Well, I think there's an industry myth out there that floats around that says close down all of your credit cards, and that's definitely a mistake. Um, closing your credit accounts can impact your credit negatively. Uh, you only need three to five open accounts at any given time in your credit life, so to speak, to maintain a perfect credit score. Um, so what we advise people, if you have accounts that you don't lose, use, you want to close down the newest ones, 
because the older the account is on your credit, the more powerful it is on your credit. So don't close your J.C. Penney's down that opened in 1980. You know, close your Victoria's Secret that opened in 1999. Uh, but in general, you want to make sure that you keep your accounts open uh, unless you're not using them and they're relatively new. Okay. So I'm just going to, you said, number one, you want to make sure to pay things on time because you talked about how a lot of people miss that, and that was 35% of your score. You said don't max it out, and you were talking a little bit about watching how many you have open and keeping some of the older ones open. And did I hear that correct? Uh, That is correct. I think the other piece of the puzzle would be uh, if you have too many accounts open, the available risk of having $100,000 of credit cards, even if they're not used, uh, to most lenders that's an available risk that you can max those out in the future. So you need to carry a modest amount of available credit, not too high and not too low. Okay. So I have one more question for you, and then I have uh, a couple of callers I want to get to. But uh, if, what if I want to shop around for like a car loan or a home loan? I've told, been told that every time I open something or every time they check my credit, it actually hurts my credit score. Is that true? Well, there are two different inquiries to the credit bureau. One is considered a hard hit or a hard inquiry, which is really someone pulling your credit um, in the uh, and the attempt to offer you credit, uh, credit lines or, or loans or mortgages. And those hard inquiries, when added up over time, can impact your credit score. Um, we don't see them moving you more than one or two points, and those hard inquiries can actually stay on your credit for up to two years. However, if you're shopping for a car or a mortgage, um, the industry has a standard of 14 days. So if you go shop for a car over 14 days and go to six uh, car dealers and they all six pull your credit, that's considered one inquiry uh, if it's inside the 14 days. If you string that over six months, you're going to impact your credit score with too many people looking at your credit. Oh, okay. So if I'm shopping for a car loan, I'm serious in doing that all within two weeks. Yeah, you want to stay pretty, pretty concise. And the other type of inquiry is a soft inquiry, which might be somebody looking at your credit who you already have credit with. Uh, For example, if you have a Discover credit card, they look every month. This does not impact your credit. Uh, Another soft inquiry might be you pulling your own credit reports. That does not impact your credit. Um, And then if you get sales campaigns in the mail from Capital One or someone, they get a soft inquiry to get a mailing list built. That does not impact your credit score. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and send us to a caller. Uh, To identify the caller, I'm just going to use the last four numbers in their phone number. So caller 1170, you are on the air. Caller 1170? Well, I'm not hearing them, so I'm going to go ahead and go to a question I have on the chat board. Uh, is This question is related to your credit score also. They ask, is it good to have a mix of credit trades open, that is like a credit card, an auto loan, a retail store credit card, et cetera? It is. I think an important thing to understand is that just having five credit cards open is not building healthy credit. Um, your credit mix uh weighs in pretty heavily on your credit score. And traditionally, you want to have some secured and unsecured debt, um, as well as some installment versus revolving payments. So an example would be a house loan is going to be worth more points to you on your credit than a credit card. Uh, Same if you don't pay your house on time, that's going to drop your score faster than a credit card. 
but a good credit mix is very healthy. Three to five open accounts, you might have a car loan, a house loan, a student loan, and a credit card, and you would be fine if you kept those current for, for your whole life. Oh, Okay, okay, I'm going to try another caller, and it's the same last four numbers, 1170. 1170, you are on the air. Hi. I just wanted to um, thank you guys for being out here and um, answering questions for us. My question actually has to do with too many inquiries on my report. Um, I heard that the inquiries that are from, like, um, current creditors or current lenders aren't going to hurt my score. Um, if I'm having too many inquiries, like maybe looking for a car loan or a home loan, is that how many would that look like? What would that look like? Sure, there are lots of options in managing your inquiries. I always tell people, be very careful who you allow to to pull your credit. That's a good start. Um, you would be surprised how many people pull your credit report, and it and it does count against your points. I'll give you some examples. Your auto insurance can count. When they when they give you auto insurance as a hard pull on your credit, um, uh, rentals on a rental apartment, turning on your utilities, turning on your cell phone, uh, there are just an excessive amount of places where people are pulling credit. Even life insurance now, which is a little crazy. Hmm. So you want to be careful who pulls your credit, um, and then you want to shop within that 14-day window. If you're going to do a car loan and you're going to shop for a car loan, if you stay inside of 14 days, it minimizes the impact on your credit. Okay. And ultimately, those only stay for two years on your credit. So uh, if they only stay for two years, uh, you know, it's going to the effect of having a lot of inquiries this year will fall off eventually. Okay. That so if I, yeah, I just one more quick question kind of um, on the side of that. If So if I'm shopping for my car insurance like every six months, if I stay within that same 14-day window for my car insurance, will that still kind of count as one hit or is it going to – be more because it's car insurance. It does. No, as long as it's the same industry, it could be an auto loan, it could be insurance, it could be rental units. As long as it's the same industry inquiry, a 14-day window at any three or four times a year would be fine. Just stay inside that 14 days per industry. Okay. Well, thank you. Sure. Okay, well, thank you to our caller, and we'll go ahead and let you go. Now, Chad, I was listening to that. I, she was talking about car insurance, so car insurance fits the 14-day window also? It, it does. It's a little bit different than a traditional lender. Um, I think State Farm was the last one to come on board with this idea that your auto insurance premium would be higher if you did had bad credit. Mm -hmm. It's a stretch of the imagination for most people, but they did a, they did research over 30 years, and they can prove that people with low credit scores have more claims on their auto insurance. Therefore, they will pay a higher premium. There's actually some uh, class action lawsuits out there right now by consumers to overturn that, but uh, having a low score can mean you pay more for your auto insurance. Okay. Wow. So I have one more question from the uh, the chat room board here, and this person wants to know, uh, how often should we check our credit score? Well, I think unless you're unless you have a short-term goal like buying a house or a car, really checking into your credit once a year is plenty. And you want to make sure that there's not been any fraud, there's not been any identity theft. The, the activity on the credit is actually you. <clears throat> Maybe you check your inquiries, uh, and that can be done once a year. And uh, before the show's over here, we'll give you some ways to get that information for free each year. Now, if you're going to buy a house or car, 
You might want to check your credit more actively up to that point. And if you're looking to improve your score, you might check it three or four times over a three-month period as you do some work around improving your credit score. Okay, so uh, you said that we can get our credit score for free once a year, or was it credit report? Well, it's actually the credit report. Uh, so okay. Class action lawsuit in 2004 said uh, against the three major credit bureaus, you have to offer the credit report for free, but right now you have to pay for the score, and it's approximately seven dollars per credit report. Okay. And uh, where? So credit reports. I can get them at freecreditreport.com. Is that that's the one I've heard of anyway? Well, there are a lot of what I would call imposters in the industry. Uh, if they're advertising on television, you can imagine that they're probably not free. Uh, <laughs> the only place where you can get your free credit report in the United States right now uh, is through annualcreditreport.com. That's one word, so it's www.annualcreditreport.com. And you're able to get your free credit report once every 12 months uh, through that website. And so... Is it just one report that I get through the website, or there is there more than one? No, that's a great question. There are three major credit bureaus out there reporting in the credit industry right now. Most lenders, I would say 95%, use these three, uh, and they are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. They are independently owned, and they all are different. So your credit score will change between the three, and there are lots of reasons for that, but the simple reason might be that your auto loan reports to one and not to all three, and that's going to change your score. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to go to another caller. Um, this caller's number ends in 8321. So caller number 8321, your phone number ends with those. Uh, hello, you're on the air. Hello? Well, doesn't seem to be connecting with all of our callers today. Caller with the phone number ending 8321, are you available? Okay, then I'll put that on pause. I did have another question off the chat board. Um, retail stores, like, you, you know, we just went through Christmas, so we all have seen um, them asking us for a 10% uh, discount just for opening their card or whatever. They seem to be giving an incentive to open these cards with them at the time of the purchase. Is that a good idea? Well, you know, 10% off always sounds great on the surface, but in reality, if you just buy one more article of clothing to get the 10%, you've probably spent more than you plan on spending anyway. Um, so I would never open a credit card with a vendor because they're giving you a discount. Um, the average credit card purchase pays 10 to 15% more for that purchase over time if it's put on a credit card. So you lose the benefit of the discount at the vendor right off the bat. Uh, retail store credit cards don't impact your credit that great by having multiple accounts open. And really, you would only have want to have one or two of those in theory. Okay. So you don't necessarily need to go crazy at Christmas time and open a bunch of those just to save a couple bucks because you'll probably end up spending more. Absolutely. As part of that whole picture thing you were talking about at the beginning. That's right. Okay. Um, I guess great question to come to at this point is, what if I'm already in trouble? Like, I have a lot of problems already, and I'm looking to improve my credit. What steps should I take? 
Well, you know, this is where community credit counseling services as a nonprofit really fills the void. Um, our number one goal is to help people through financial hardships, and a part of that is working on their credit that's been damaged from a lost job, divorce, maybe lots of medical bills, that type of thing. So there are ways that consumers can recover and improve their credit after a financial disaster. Uh, one of the first steps is make sure that the information that's on your report is yours and it's accurate. If it's not accurate and it's unverifiable, it has to be removed from your credit report. And we can see people's scores move 70 to 80 points just by making sure that they clean up some of the inaccuracies on their credit. 70 to 80 points just because of things they got wrong? Oh, absolutely. You wouldn't believe the number of accounts out there in the credit bureau industry that have uh, misinformation on their credit. Uh, we find that somewhere in the high 90% of consumers have some kind of inaccurate information on their credit. It might be their name misspelled. It might be their address is wrong, prior employer. But typically in the body of the credit report where they're reporting information on the individual creditors, 90-something percent of the time we see errors on each individual credit report. Hmm. Wow, 90% of the time, so basically 9 out of 10 people have some sort of problem that they should take care of. So how much does it cost to take care of it? You know, the cost to get your credit fixed can be very exorbitant if you go to the wrong place. Uh, what I tell people is you want to make sure you focus on a nonprofit industry for this type of work. There are several agencies like ours out there that will help you work on your credit for nominal fees. Some of the for-profit agencies could charge 600 to to $1,000 per person to clean up your credit. And in the nonprofit world, for under $100, usually you can get someone to guide you through the process of recovering your credit. It does take time. It doesn't happen overnight. And usually our program is about 90 days. In some situations, it can take six months to a year. Uh, and in situations with identity theft, longer than a year to fix your credit. Okay. Um I'm going to go ahead and try both of our callers that are waiting on the line and see if it works. I know we're having a little trouble with the switchboard. Uh, from the chat room, I can tell that people have tried and we're just not getting through. So we're going to try them one more time before the end. Um, I'm going to try the phone number ending in 1170. 1170. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Cool. I have a question. Sorry um, I you see a had to wait, but share us your question. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a question. So when we, I see a lot of ads that are um, advertising in a positive way that kind of credit card debt consolidation um, is a way to go in terms of eliminating the amount of payments that you make and reducing some of those payments. How do you know if that is um, a scam or a good deal, and when should someone maybe consider doing credit card debt consolidation? No, I think that's a wonderful question, and um, a couple quick ways to address uh, the idea of debt consolidation. <clears throat> if you're debt consolidating and paying off your debts in full, excuse me, uh, if you're consolidating those debts and, and paying them in full, there typically is no impact on your actual credit score. Uh, but what I want to have listeners be wary of and be very conscious about is debt settlement companies. Uh, debt settlement companies typically pay 50 cents on the dollar to get you out of debt. And in doing that, you go several months behind on your on your payments, which will drop your credit score several hundred points. So if somebody's looking to do um, debt consolidation through a debt settlement company, I would always recommend against that. Um, however, consolidating through a nonprofit, uh, like a credit counseling organization, and paying your debts in full, that will actually increase your credit score over time. 
Uh, and there are a couple of ways to make sure you have a good company. Always check the Better Business Bureau because if they file complaints, you know you're working with uh, a bad player. And if you're in the state of Colorado, you can take, check with the Attorney General's office, and they have to be approved and licensed for the state of Colorado. Uh, other states have similar rules. Uh, and then ultimately, if you're working with someone, try to work with someone local that you can shake their hand and talk to them if you have a problem. Thanks. Does that answer your question? That does. I didn't know that there was the, that settlement. I guess that was the piece that I don't pay attention to when I hear those ads. So, yeah, I think Thank the you. ones that advertise the ones that advertise nationally are really typically uh, the debt settlement companies because they're for-profit companies, and they can come off as this very friendly, safe place to consolidate your debts. and And traditionally, they're going to tear up your credit if you go that route. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Okay, we are going to try uh, one our caller ending in eight three two one again. Uh, so, caller with your phone number ending in eight three two one. Are you on the air? Are you with us? Well, it doesn't sound like that one's working. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and put that on mute. We have about uh, four minutes remaining. Uh, I guess my last question for you, Chad, before I want to ask you a little bit about your organization, too, and that is um, what type of loans are generally good to take out when you're trying to build your credit back up? Yeah, there, are, there are a lot of different ways to build your credit. Um, people tend to run to a secured credit card, which is not always the best place to start. The challenge with a secured credit card could be very high fees. Uh, a lot of our local credit unions provide secured credit card opportunities or credit starter, credit building products, which are very safe. And, and I would recommend talking to a local credit union for that. Uh, I know Denver Community Credit Union offers a credit building product. Um, so if your credit is very bad, let's say 390, 450, you might have to start at that level. Um, otherwise, if you're going to start building your credit and you have a modest score, 590, 620 credit score, you might actually just be able to start with traditional products, a department store card, um, a Target card, something like this, a gas card, and use it regularly and pay it off, and then you're going to hit the radar and immediately get several in the mail. Okay. Well, I am... We only have three minutes remaining, so I want to go ahead. I'm sorry we didn't get to all our callers today. Um, how can they contact you if they're interested in more information, or are there other places they can go for more information? Yeah, I would send people to two places. Monday through Friday from 9 to 5, feel free to call our office. That's 303-233-2773. Any of our certified counselors can answer your questions or guide you to the best place. Uh, also, our website has a lot of resources, which is community-credit.org. Uh, there's some calculators on there and community-based resources for people with financial hardships. And if you're shopping for credit cards and trying to get the best rate or any bank loan, uh, bankrate.com tends to do a pretty good national comparison that's updated every couple of days so that you can see the best products on the market. And always visit your local credit union. That's right. The credit <laughs> union might be your safest place to start a relationship. Uh, and we think that credit unions are very valuable because you're an actual person and not a number. Oh, excellent. So, uh, and did you give your website? I did. That was the community-credit.org. Okay, community-credit.org, and you're a community credit counseling 
services. That's the name of your nonprofit. Is there any information you think we missed that we have to share in our last two minutes? I think that covers it. Just uh, part of a New Year's resolution might be to watch your credit this year and just be conscious of how it impacts you not only for loans but other parts of your life. Excellent. Well, I thank you very much for uh, being our first person on our first show this year in 2011. And I want to take a second to thank all our listeners. Uh, It's awesome to do something new and have people, uh, you know, interacting and enjoying this class that everyone can get to, basically. Uh, If you ever want to go to uh, and hear these classes, they are archived, so you can share them with friends and family or listen to them again. And that's through, you can get to it through our website at denvercommunity.coop backslash education and then click on online radio. So on that note, thank you, Chad. Um, It's definitely been a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Again, you've been listening to the Clear Money Program on Blog Talk Radio. This is Helen Gibson. I am the Community Relations Coordinator here for Denver Community Credit Union. If you have any questions for me and you would like to contact me directly, you can also email me at you can also email me at education at denvercommunity.coop. That's dot C-O-O-P. And we'll be happy to help. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.